Afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good and hope you can hear me. I'm Jack Chu. Every day of a weekday, you got me 12.30 till 1, talking about usually all things MSK, occasionally current affairs, whatever's topical that associated and touching our industry. And today is no different. We have a guest on, an esteemed guest I've been working with now for a little while. He's laughing at the idea of being an esteemed guest. I can see him loitering in the lobby, hopefully not making too much of a mess. I will bring him in in a second. His name is Michael Schumacher, uh, nearly as famous as the Michael Schumacher these days in MSK circles because he's an important man associated to Therapy Live, my co-creator of that, and also works with us in various different capacities as our marketing, digital marketing experts. And so uh, what I wanted to do is a show the first Monday of each month, we're planning to do something that's related to marketing and we will take deep dives into certain areas. But today I wanted to do a bit of an overview piece about what he feels um, can make a big difference to you in terms of common mistakes made, etc. So without further ado, if the tech allows, I will bring in Michael Schumacher. Can you hear me, mate? I can. Fantastic. Right. We'll start off, if you don't mind, whilst I grab my drink because I've left it somewhere. Tell the listeners a little bit about you. About me. Well, so the first thing to say is that I'm not clinical in any way. Um, I don't know very much. Well, I sort of passed for a physio now because I've spoken physio and soft tissue so long that I could pass for it. But uh, my background isn't physio. It's very much sort of large corporates um, working for big companies. And a few years ago, uh, alongside of physio, we decided decided to start a company that focused on healthcare marketing. And initially, it was it was physiotherapy, but obviously, whether you're a soft tissue therapist, a chiropractor, an osteopath. Um, you, or orthopedic surgeon even, you you have many of the same needs, um, same kind of patients. So right. uh, my company is called HMDG, and we do marketing in the main for clinics. So we work with hundreds of clinics throughout the country doing basic digital marketing stuff, um, you know, getting more patients through, a bit of branding. And then about 10% of our work is working with some vendors, working through with, with people like Jack, on things like physio matters um we do you know vendors include people like chattanooga djo um and then of course we do therapy live with jack as well so we're very much embedded within the the um the healthcare space now so we have orthopedic surgeons osteopaths chiropractors physiotherapists and so on and so forth um and we take a very sort of um I say a clinical approach to to marketing um it's it's quite surgical it's quite simple i think um people can get bamboozled by terms and worry about SERPs and all sorts of other things. And I think we we just try and simplify it. It doesn't need to be difficult, just like rehab doesn't need to be difficult. Um, you know, personal training is is one I love. The amount of times I see personal trainers throwing just the craziest things at people, um, you know, standing on med balls whilst doing squats with a in a snatch position or something. I don't know. Um, marketing can be like that. And I think um, for us, it's it's got to be simple. It's got to be effective. Um, and of course, you have to be knowledgeable. You need to understand certain things. So for example, I know that uh, Jack, for your clinic, you'd much rather have a post-op rehab patient or a peds patient than a sports massage patient because they're more likely to stay for longer and they're going to spend more money. Um, so, you know, having those kinds of knowledge or that kind of knowledge all around, I know Jack's just, um, gone and got himself a lovely new shockwave. So when you're, when you're trying to market something like shockwave, you need to understand where it's applicable or applicable. So whether that's tendinopathy, for example, or tennis elbow, rather than just saying, I've got this lovely machine that can 
cure everything um yeah sticking on everybody so we'll definitely get stuck into that that sort of ethical piece which is always interesting and you you know the, the bars that were were set when we were first talking which was interesting because we first sort of interacted around mskr time didn't yeah. we and so that was quite useful for us to sort of share values a little bit and i think that that's an interesting thing that we've come when we've spoken to other clinic holders and and, and folk in our space when we've spoken about hmdg that your attention to detail applies to some of the relevant clinical variables like you've just described to make sure that there's no mad upsells and, and and things that can go on when other agencies kind of because they're detached from the msk space they then can sometimes get away by ignorance of saying well it's not up to me if you're if you're bullshitting that's not my problem whereas you make it your problem by paying attention to those details and running stuff by well, us as well which is good it's important as well i i think that um it's it's easy to get a patient through uh offering them the world and and throwing a, you know i always take the example of a theragun you know it's easy to run around with a theragun get in a patient but they're not going to be long-term patients they're not going to be people that are going to generate you revenue or or even satisfy you as a clinician. You want to get stuck into to proper therapy, right? You, you, you don't want to deal with just silly, silly kind of problems and, and sell them nonsense um, and become a conveyor belt physiotherapist, which which many, you know, there are some clinics that are happy with that and we tend to stay away from them um, because it isn't, you know, it isn't what we want to do. We want to make sure that that we're doing things ethically, um, both in the in a, in a marketing sense, but making sure that we work with clinics who are ethical as well. Sure. One of the one of the things that uh, happens, I've said this many a time, is when we've got a guest on. You guys are really quiet on the chat until the last five minutes, and then we've got too many questions to answer. So don't be shy today. You got any questions for Michael, or generally about marketing? Uh, some of which, of course, I think the reason you hung fire is because you wonder if we're going to end up answering your question. But still, put it in there. If you're tuning in live, then do let us know. But also, most people are accessing this after the fact on their commute, etc. Don't be shy to still post in the comments. We still reach them, and we can then shape future episodes accordingly. Now, one of the things you touched on was this sense of sense of jargon and over complexity. There are certain areas, including ours in, in clinical practice, where most times now contemporary clinicians see through that as being a version of sort of lev seem to leverage expertise and using jargon to sort of bamboozle in order to sort of suggest that this is complex stuff. You therefore need me in and around your care and life for a long period of time because only I can see through the code. Yeah. Now, in your game, I'm ad I admit that that despite potentially being, I think I've got a decent enough nose for that stuff. But in in the in this sort of marketing space, there is some jargon we do need to make sense of. But and also, it does sound like though that can get carried away in the same way and that sometimes people are still trying to bamboozle so how do we know what is smart to know about and what acronyms we do need to understand and then what is the bullshit that's a really difficult one um it, it, it's really difficult because the, the terms are often um important so cpa cta these are terms that are important but not really terms that you should be familiar with anyway um because they're not terms that you need to focus on ultimately what i always say to clinics is one of the reasons you need us um or an agency whoever that might be is because you're a physio or you're a osteo whatever you are and you should be seeing patients not dealing with marketing and that's where our usp comes in there's another one for you usp <laughs> that's where 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 we're effective because we take that off your hands and you shouldn't be you know 
needing to to understand all of that stuff so when you and i talk about um therapy live and marketing that or whether it's your clinic there's some terms that come up cpa is an important one which is cost of acquisition how much does it cost to bring in a patient or a customer of whatever sort it is so if it costs 15 pounds to bring in a patient you now have a cpa of 15 pounds and you understand that at 15 pounds it makes sense if you're charging let's say 50 pounds you know that that's where it, it it's important um, but in general terms, you know, things like impressions and frequency, particularly when dealing with with social media stuff, you're interested and certainly will answer questions on that. And I'll, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, but uh, it's not essential that you know that. One of the things I would say is that um, agencies in general or marketeers, let's say, and I was talking to someone earlier who had got someone on board and, and charged, they charged him 900 pounds or something for some social media campaigns. You get bamboozled with impressions and frequencies and God knows what else. I can't even think. These things aren't important. You know, you can judge a good agency when they don't talk about clicks and impressions, but they talk about conversions. And whenever we speak about anything, if you don't hear the word out of uh, conversion out of my mouth, then you know that something's wrong, right? It's always about conversion and conversion. Just to, to there's another I suppose, a bit of another technical term. Conversion is the sell of a product, a patient booking, or whatever. You know, uh, it could be uh, someone signing up for therapy live. That is a conversion. So it's really important that you track all of these different things. But ultimately, it just comes down to patient numbers, and you let us do the rest of it. If we're getting a frequency of um, four, we know that we shouldn't be getting above five ideally if mm. we're getting click-through rates and cost per click at three pounds we know what that means but you know that isn't for you to start worrying about um ideally do you think that's one of the problems and mistakes that you see frequently is people trying to do too much naturally I, and trying to trying to be a, a jack of all trades i think there's two problems number one is that people spend too much money um i think that when when you know the amount of clinics that i've come across including yours, um, that are spending 500 pounds a month on SEO or a thousand pounds or 200 pounds. You just don't need to spend that level of money. Um, and, and so I, I think people are out there spending too much and, and also not actually tracking anything, you know, and, 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 and it, if you're not tracking what it's getting you and you're just letting a, an SEO agency or a marketing agency or a website design agency, whoever it might be, just kind of sit in the background, pay them their 200 quid a month, 300 quid a month, 500, whatever it is, you're not doing a, well, first of all, they're not good doing a good enough job because they should be interacting with you. And I always say marketing is just like rehab. You, you don't take a patient, bring them in, treat them, and then just ignore them for the next you know, six months, you bring them back in, test, retest, what's working, what's not working, are you better, are you, you know, and, and marketing should be like that. And so I think the first problem is people use um, agencies the wrong way and, and let them get away with just taking your money and never actually giving you any feedback or, or yeah. proper statistical analysis uh, and using data, because I think that's another big issue is looking at data. And then the second thing is, is people thinking they can do it themselves. And you get a lot of that where, um, I can, I've just had a WhatsApp in from a customer who, who used to do that and now she leaves it to us because it just makes an awful lot more sense because you simply can't do some of the things that we can do. And I, you know, not because we're somehow more intelligent or better, just because we've had the time to put through what needs to be done. So, you know, I, I, sure. I had a discussion about um, Facebook marketing uh, again just this morning and I was explaining audiences and, uh, 
when you do a, a an ad on Facebook, you need to be getting pots of audiences. And we'll re relate this to Therapy Live as an example. So when we do the Therapy Live marketing, we do different campaigns across different um, uh, sectors, whether that's you know MSK or Neuro or whatever. We, you and I can now say, let's do an ad against pelvic health for pel people who want pelvic health. And we're now able to put an ad out specifically for pelvic health because we've got the pixels in place. We know that audience and we've got these little buckets at the back of Facebook with these, these different professions in um, NHS, whatever the case may be. So, so this is something that most people don't do and then re-engage those people in the right way. And, you know, it's easy enough to, to click boost. And this is actually, this is the biggest problem. I should have mentioned it straight away. People clicking boost on the on on Instagram or on Facebook. It just isn't consistent. It isn't a way to do marketing. And, and if you relate that to rehab, clicking boost is like giving someone a massage and getting no feedback and just saying, off you go. It, you need to, to have that data. You need to see what's happening. And you simply can't do that by clicking the boost button. And I understand it's cheap and it looks great. Click a button. It's five quid to get to a thousand people, but it. Well, that, that's where that convert. What what it means to be. What is the goal? Like that's one of the things where your rehab analogy really carries is that what is the person's specific and individualized goal, and you're going to be measuring yourself against that as the patient would be. Whereas in the marketing game, if you press the boost button, it's just generic impressions. It's not then offering any specific action um, and, and unless you you know you can sometimes maybe uh, get some benefit from that exposure and and that's enough but mm. generally speaking it can be clumsy i want to just pull in a few a uh, few comments and questions daniel barnes firstly says hello afternoon chaps uh, but alistair beverly kind words from him he spoke to you last week. I put you in touch. I he, him an email. He, he sent me an email earlier. I will get around to it. <laughs> yeah, he's not chasing you. He <laughs> says, Mike was a great mind and can simplify marketing branding, which I need. Paula Clayton makes a great point here, saying she'd like to know if her website's doing its job and needs your help. She built it herself over lockdown using Squarespace because her previous Physio 123 was terrible. Very busy. I imagine she means busy site to look at. Mm. I watched your previous therapy live chat. Um, I imagine she watched it on Physio Matters Plus. Uh, there's a plug for you. Um, she was made very aware she should have a better link with Google Business. She didn't know what she was doing. Now, that's something that obviously we can't get into the individuals, but just to, to highlight to, to Paula, certainly we'll put you in touch, Paula, because I think what Michael does well and what certainly in the early stages we were chatting is just this, this, this sort of audit system of which you can then just properly evaluate a website as to what it's trying to do and that's sort of nicely brings us on i knew that comment was there it bring brings us on to one of your core points which is that 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 is a, another sort of low-hanging fruit mistake isn't it people making um uh, thinking that they need to think in terms of marketing but actually their catch point their core website is yeah uh, uh, yeah i mean websites are, are incredibly important and they may not be forever but certainly right now it's hugely hugely important and um uh, I don't. I don't really know where to start. I, I saw one of our competitors there. Uh, I won't say anything there. But I think the the most important thing is for someone who's building. And I'll speak generically for a second. If you are building a website, you need to know the industry, because if you don't understand healthcare, if you don't understand physio versus osteo versus chiropractic, if you don't understand that, you can't actually build a proper website. So that's the very first thing. So go with an agency that understands patient journeys. When it comes to building a website, it's important, and, and, and I very rarely see a decent website. It's important to bear in mind that this is your 
it's like going on a date. I think I've said this to you, Jack. You go out on a date and you dress properly because you want to inspire someone, right? That, that's, that's you, you want your personality to come across. And the same goes for websites. You can't just build generic websites for everybody. Um, someone who's dealing with um, Oc Health post-op kind of patients, the older generation, they need a very different type of website to someone who's dealing with mummy MOTs and pelvic health versus those people who are doing very sports-specific um, stuff. So. It's really important to, to, to get your brand across, which is the first thing, and then understand what the patient needs. One thing that, that you often fall down on is, is understanding the fact that when people come into a website, you need to convert them into whatever that conversion is. Now, for some people, it might be a phone call. For others, it might be a contact form. But ultimately, it's about getting a new patient through, generally for, for clinicians. Yes. So how do we do that? How do we push people into that journey to make that that booking? Now, you know, this is another big faux pas of everyone. Everyone reads stuff around um, funnels. So people love mentioning funnels to me, and it drives me mad. Because you don't need a funnel for a patient. If I have an acute injury, or if I have sciatica, I'm not interested in, in reading about, you know, the 15 different ways that physios can help you with back pain. Or I want to book an appointment. And you don't want to drive or draw people away from that appointment process. So I hate having downloads in general, um, certainly not on, on physio services pages and, and generally on, on websites as a, as a whole. Um, I, you know, I, I, so I think people really need to you really need to understand what the purpose of a website is how you design that to get patients through the, the door and then tinker with it as well because it's not quite as simple as and, and i say this to everyone you don't build a website and say it's perfect you build a website and you love hot jar jack you've you've looked at it you understand what people are doing on the website and if something isn't working then it's not working you change it you move things around now over the years we've got pretty special and, and good at sure yeah your instinct yeah that's the thing is your instincts you don't have to start from scratch every time because no. your instincts your first draft is good and then you'll measure and and like you said tinker rather than need to yeah overhaul. we understand over the years of building hundreds of thousands of websites we, we we understand what a patient needs to see so we have a sure. head start on most people so we have various things that we do a booking button on the right and, and and so on and so forth but there's still you know different demographics need different things different clinics may want mm. different things at different times you may you know with you there was a point where you're like okay we need to do something on peds so what do you do yeah. with the website and your marketing to encourage people to book with with richard on, on peds you know so so when you're doing it yourself, you just don't have the time and the knowledge to be creating a website in the way that it needs to be created. And then that obviously leads into SEO. If you're not designing it with the latest Google um, standards, uh, with, with proper coding using Squarespace or Wix, then you end up with a site that actually isn't going to be found. So you you also need to code and uh, you know the back end has to be done properly as well. That's that's when it comes to self service. I, I, and I'm I'm not speaking for Paula here, but certainly I know from my own instincts is that the, one of the temptations to self serve and do that sort of thing is because you're concerned that you know the industry, you also know what your design taste is, and so you you're sort of tempted to you know maybe bad experiences with agencies that hasn't hasn't really given you an opportunity to share a brief in such a way and so you then think well i'd rather i'd rather put something together that at least makes me comfortable with my friends family and customers mm. 
just to look at at a glance and it represents my my style and 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 rather than people fear that they're going to get something really generic without character yeah i i think that the there's a case for that and if you don't want it to get you patience then go ahead and do that <laughs> but um if if you want patience coming through the door then you need to do it properly and and i agree there are 10 you know my biggest problem with this company is that we we deal with people every day that have had bad experiences and the key mm. here is to to make people confident that we work with you know look at who we work with look at what our results are and hopefully that goes some way in in giving them confidence but you know it's also the the and i don't We've got lots to talk about here. We, we often do this for hours, don't we? But um, yeah. what what the key here is 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 to have someone who is going to be around, is able to make changes to your website, is able to um, understand your product, understand your service, understand you, and put all of that together in a professional manner to get you a result. And there's no better example of Therapy Live when we built the initial product. And we use the third party because of time constraints with the and 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 the latest one. Now, any of you who had been on Therapy Live know that the first one was an absolute problem. There were problems <laughs> this time around. Only in the tech. Only uh, in the tech, but this time around, yeah. we built something that hopefully worked perfectly, um, which I hope it did. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I we could talk about this for hours, and I'm always happy to talk with people if they want to have a chat. Not about selling stuff, just in general. If they want to have chats, always happy to do that. Yeah. But I think it's important you have a decent website. It's important that it's coded properly, that it's fast, that it adheres to Google standards, that it has the right CTAs, call to action, so people can make a booking nice and easily. There's a few articles on our website about you know Squarespace and Wix. Have a look at those. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think if you're going to be a professional clinic, the most important thing here is is getting giving people trust and confidence in your brand because you, you're healthcare. And once you've done that, everything else is easy. One of the things with that, and I'd like to ask the, anyone tuning in live, then please just answer me this: Do you feel comfortable in marketing terms? Like, are you is that something that you enjoy? Is it something that actually, when you have a moment to think in that direction about about generating attention. And obviously I say that in not just in an obvious owning a clinic or whatever, if it might not even be, but I just mean like branding and, and sort of even reputation management comes under marketing to some extent in, in the sort of philosophical terms. I just want to know whether you feel comfortable in that space because I hear from so many clinicians that just hate it with a passion, yet then don't delegate it to sensible experts um, and, and often why they come into me to talk about this and obviously I'll soon point them in Michael's direction but I do want to ask you that and, and so please do uh, do let me know as to whether that's something that I'm, my instincts are right in that you know a lot of you are uncomfortable. Michael I want to ask because we kind of got towards this another acronym SEO what what, what is it what, what's it stand for just in case we missed that but then also what is the key why are people wasting money in that direction? I'll, I'll keep this really brief um, SEO is a way of getting your website to the top of Google um, that is very, very difficult to do um, nationwide, which is why you need local SEO. Local SEO should be very, very cheap to do. Um, SEO is like going on a diet. You don't see results on day one. You need six months, 12 months, and it's very difficult to measure, really. You need to have someone who knows what they're doing. So when you're doing SEO, you need to make sure you're optimizing not just for physiotherapists or chiropractors, but you need to um, optimize for specific keywords, sciatica, emergency back pain, frozen shoulder, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, however, let's be honest, you have a very small 
um, section on Google nowadays, particularly because Google's made changes with ads being at the top and at the bottom, you have a small section to get into. And if you're up against Spire and Booper, beating those guys is really, really tough. Um, SEO shouldn't cost a lot. Most of the time, we don't do it. We've just put out a little package, a cheap package. We don't actually do it most of the time because you can do it yourselves. And this is one area where we'll just help you. Like get a good Google My Business going. Um, make sure that your copy on your site says the right things. Get some links from places. You know, you don't need to be spending five hundred pounds, three hundred pounds on your SEO. Sure, if you're a national clinic, then yes, you need to spend money. But then you're spending thousands, not sure. you know. Um, so I, I SEO is a difficult one. The, the the issue I have with SEO is that every man and his dog does it. I'm sure everyone here gets a million. Uh, LinkedIn messages a day going, we're a growth expert, we can do SEO. Because it's immeasurable. I don't know if you, I, I need to just check in with you on one of my favorite conversations because when I get cold called on this in any capacity, if I've got even a spare minute, I will ask that agency where they rank on Google for agencies. Hmm. Um, and it's just my favorite go-to thing that usually makes them hang up on me. But typically, these are people that are talking a good game and can't get anywhere near what their own doing. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one. I, I, I think there are better ways. Yes, SEO, you should do it, but you shouldn't spend lots of money on it. I think there are better ways of getting patients through. And also, it should be seen as a very, very long-term game where you gradually increase. We've got some comments coming in, and uh, Daniel Barnes has said he certainly feels uncomfortable with marketing, main reason being he's unable to commit enough time to do it well. He also says that you and him have been in touch. <laughs> so uh, that's good news. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, Alistair Beverly, uh, I don't know if it's a British thing or a physio thing, but he's completely out of his depth with marketing, not a natural at self-promotion. It doesn't feel right for him. He also says that undergraduate, it doesn't really prepare business acumen and presumes NHS for all um, in, in many ways. So I think that those are, those are interesting points. I want to ask you that, and we've only got a couple of minutes left, but you've then encountered many folk in, in my profession and all the adjacent professions across MSK now. Do you think that um, you're noticing any trends or patterns with regards to, to, to comfort instinct? You know, you, we've mentioned common mistakes, but generally speaking, do you think that, that, um, that compared to other industries? Yeah. We are. Yeah. Are we so, so the first one is um, I keep hearing word of mouth. We, we don't need to do anything. We survive on word of mouth. And I always say, were the famous last words of every clinic that went bust because you, you need to make sure that you are not being um, having business stolen by all the young digital graduates who do know a bit of digital who are again running around with their gun and taking a business but beyond that I think it's important that that you are you know modern and innovative you can't just in any industry sit around and do nothing so there's a lot of we don't need to do marketing talk which which you know is is one issue another one is we do it ourselves but we don't really know what we're doing so when once you start talking to them about how many bookings they're getting they don't know because they don't track it we get a lot of people saying i don't need a new website the website is fine when quite clearly it's not now i don't want to convince you that your website's crap it's that's you know I, i'll do you an audit i'll tell you what i think if you don't want to buy a website if you want to do a new website that's up to you but you are losing out um, if you aren't doing websites. I see very few websites that actually do what they're supposed to do. Um, and people are really suspect as well. This is another thing. Um, fortunately, once they talk to us, whoever it is at HMDG, they talk to us and they realize that we work with a lot of people that they love or that they know. And once that happens, th immediately there's a trust factor and trust element. And we, we are very different as well, the way we operate. And I think that, but, but still everyone's been stung by a 
you know a company here or there is spending too much money and and that's another you know people that bad yeah there's a bad taste in their mouths mm. about the industry or the, their instincts sort of get thrown off by that i suppose one of the things just to say there is obviously uh, i can put you in touch and just search hmdg you're going to find it fairly easily but above all else just trust on product it, you know you got to choose health.co.uk, check out therapy-live.co.uk, physio-matters.com, look at some of the mskr.org.uk. Obviously, I'm here plugging all of our sites, but it's kind of that I'm not saying because they're brilliant products, of course they are. I'm usually saying that, but I mean, just look at and look at it through a different eye, right? Look at it as a website, look at it, what it's doing, not just how it looks, but how it's behaving. Those are quality, and, and, and as Michael hinted at, I have succumbed to many of these mistakes, if not all of them. I don't think I've made the SEO mistake, but other than that, I've, I've used generic agencies. I've done the self-service thing on WordPress. I've, I've made those mistakes and just, you needn't have to make those mistakes, you know, please learn from mine. Um, and we are out of time, but as we've said, and hopefully if, as long as I've not pissed you off too much, mate, you're going to come back next month. Yeah. We'll do something on some, if, if people want to make, leave a comment on something specific, they want to talk about SEO, yeah. Google ads, Facebook ads, we do all of those things. So, that, you know, just leave comments and we'll, we'll do that next month. Fantastic. Yes, please do everyone. Um, that'd be really good. It'd be really nice to, and, and as you guys did with Obi Hassan and stuff, got some great questions in and therefore we'll, we're able to sort of make these sort of Q&A both in the live, but also then what gets supplement, uh, supported for these these recurrent monthly events that we'll do. And so thank you, Michael, for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Just remind people how they can find out more about you. Do you oh, use social media, et cetera? Uh, hmdg.co.uk uh, or, yeah, just, just go there. You, it's easy enough to contact us. Hopefully the website does what it's supposed to. <laughs> Zap, drop us a message, give us, book in a call. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, it's not about selling necessarily. Just just come and have a chat with us. Yeah, have a chat. No, that's great. Thanks a lot, pal. We'll speak to you All soon. Right, soon.